The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here and analyze this and uh, the candidate speak. And we had Senator Samuel Carrion joining us. He's number 12 on the St. Croix senatorial ballot. And we're going to be joined in another 10 minutes or thereabouts by um, Senator Carla Joseph, number three, on the St. Thomas, St. John senatorial ballot. So uh, join again by the incomparable Summer Sibley Brown. Uh, and we were talking about um, goals as it relates to what we consume and what we're importing. So your response to whether or not we have established a firm percentage number by a particular deadline so or timeline. I retract what I said before. As I thought about it, Vision 2040 mm-hmm. has a 30% goal in it. And I think the Ag Plan used the same 30%, right? So in by 2040, we should reduce the 98% mm. import rate to make it 68%, right? Mid-60s. Yeah, yeah um, mid-60s. My my no was because, I'm going to just be real transparent, I don't see the back plan on how you're going to achieve 30% increase when you haven't assessed what is in production now and we haven't done, we haven't dove into the overall import rate to see what it is we are consuming and how we are consuming it to then match what we can grow or substitute to achieve the 30%. So my brain went straight into that question, the how, (laughs) right? And so there is a goal out there and they have done that work and maybe behind the scenes they're pre-doing that work. I don't know how you'd pre-do that work without farmers though or farming organizations what what, what about the farmers though um at, at what point do um they take that next step collectively not just one voice or two voices out of the masses we all step up and say look we ready now to play a part in the technical aspect of agriculture not just the harvesting aspect so that's one of the reasons when um i was lucky enough to testify before the 34th legislature, I said what we need now that we have an ag plan and we agree that a plan is the right place to be. We need mass community outreach. Consumers need to begin to understand what the goal of the ag plan is, but more centrally, farmers need to begin to understand their role. There has to be capacity building and, and I'll just say it, healing efforts so that our farmers can work together co collectively and cooperatively and have the skill set. There has to be, you have to tell them and, and learn from them what is the appropriate first step that they can take to prepare to get you to the goal because you will not get to the goal without farmers. So if you don't know what they can do and you haven't prepared the bunch you have, you will not be able to add new people nor attract. You know what I attract new farmers? Successful farmers. So a vibrant business tells other people that this is a good industry to be in. So we have to focus on making the existing farms vibrant so that we can attract more people to actually match the goal. You were at this conference on um, Friday. How did that go? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The She Conference Mm -hmm. was absolutely amazing. I mean, and I... 
anybody who don't listen to me know that I don't give out high praise so easy. I'm mm-hmm. actually quite critical, um, professionally critical. Hopefully, I have. I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing coordination, amazing execution. The castle was beautiful. The speakers were. Uh, in, uh, intelligent and and passionate and the information the, the vibe was you know like if you were there you know the vibe was what it was queens that's who we are like and um yeah and every place i go people who watched it on live stream and people who participated in person the ones i'm speaking to share that same experience it was you know commissioner Hustan Kanasyon and commissioner Kazi Gomez like y'all's teams and you know the partners did a wonderful job wonderful you're looking forward to being part of it again yes why if they don't invite me again i'll be mad i was like what (laughs) it was no it was like real real it, it was excellent execution well thought out i mean yeah what's it like now being um summer simply brown with profile not not just not, not 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 just the agriculture voice, but you know a, a media voice. What, what what's what's that been like? That that transformation. Well, first of all, I would not consider myself Summer Sibley Brown with profile, but I will say that I do. As an only child, you know, when I was small, I wanted to be Oprah Winfrey. I used to talk to myself mm-hmm. um, in in the mirror all day, practicing what to talk to people, and so like doing things like this, like sharing profile with the incomparable Neville James, like it makes me happy. I enjoy, I really, really enjoy sharing my thoughts with our community, and I hope that they find it meaningful and helpful. So yeah, I en- I enjoy the little radio life. I enjoy the little talk TV. I enjoy. I do enjoy the panels. Um, and I hope that other people see it as not like my profile, but the encouragement that Virgin Islanders have profiled. Like, you know, everyday life we do in this and we just, if we, if we flip the script to talk about what we can do and what the solutions are, man. Well, I hope that's what the sheet conference was about. Yeah. Solution based. Listen, um, Virgin Islanders who walk in in Google, um, ABC News Broadcasting, women telling their stories of like Tyler Perry Studios, then local Virgin Islanders talking about, oh my gosh, the panel, I was here. Um, Delegate Plaskett and the executive producer from, that's the Tyler Perry Studios, hosted by Maurice James, right? That conversation was powerful. The conversation hosted by, you know, Commissioner Incarnacion about SOS, saving our youth, right? Saving our children, where you had... um, Oh gosh, I'm gonna say Aisha, but I don't know Aisha. Aisha Penifera, mm-hmm. um, Emanuela Perez, and Zulima Webster talking about like therapy. Emanuela Perez for Wang Papo. Emanuela Perez for Wang Papo, <laughs> but like they're in a conversation about like how we what what is really needed to transition, care for, save, nurture, reclaim our youth. Then um, the panel I was a part of was thought leadership, but I was like Keisha Christian, like what a brilliant Virgin Islander. Mm-hmm. You know, like out of the West. Out of the West, it had um, Sydney Paul, Zara. Mm-hmm. Then there was like these one-on-one conversations that were also had. We had, oh my gosh, Jolanda Simmons, right, mm-hmm. um, representing her sister Kanuma Simmons, and talking about like girlfriendism and relationships. Derry sang. The food was like fresh ravioli and you know shrimp 
and I mean, like it was, it was what it was, and it was the bomb, right? And so to the coordinators, like I mean, I can't. And then my my goddaughter was watching. I people told me how much they enjoy it from the live streaming, and to know that this happened in Saint Thomas, and I heard that it had the same impact in Saint Thomas, and then it happened again at Saint Croix. Give Jane. Give Jane her jacket, mm-hmm. right? The Janes, mm-hmm. the she's, mm-hmm. they the, we they did well, really, really well. <clears throat> so you're making an argument for the Virgin Islands being um, like a, a conference destination. We should be though. Conference location, I should say. It, yeah. Well, I do believe we should be a conference location, um, but the second thing I think what was powerful about the she conference, it was us talking to us. Right. It wasn't us bringing somebody from away to tell us how they had best practices and how they achieved. But it was really women working here who mm-hmm. were doing that walk saying, hey, this is this is our life. So it was like this really beautiful reflection of Virgin Islanders to Virgin Islanders talking in like this magical context. And it's like me saying, oh, wow, I, I could literally be that person, that mentor that person was my mentor. In many cases, that came up in the room when they were mm-hmm. like, you know, talking about how Donna Christensen, Christ, you know, had helped them. Like the mentors to the people on the stage were literally sitting in the room. And the people who they were mentoring wasn't sitting in the room. So it was it was like being amongst family. Like, love it. Well, you know, so lady power was in effect is what you're saying? Lady power is always in effect. Ooh. Always. Ooh. Well, look, help me get this next lady. Make sure she come into the studio on time. So if you see her, oh, signal to them and let them know that um, their 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 uh, interview is starting anytime now. I know that uh, they made an appearance just now. That was um. So we will have Senator Carla Joseph in house. It looks up because I saw Miss um Miss Sonia Andrews. Okay. Who I believe uh, works for her, so I believe um uh, she is she's either she gonna be in house or she gonna be on the line, Danny. Uh, she called in or. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, she gonna be on uh, on Zoom or she's on Zoom? Okay, I can hear you. Okay, okay yeah. She's on Zoom. Okay, good, good. So we got on Zoom. Okay, good, 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 good. So somebody uh, brought a document here, or maybe uh, uh, okay. Oh, they drop, oh, they drop off something here. Okay, 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 okay. That's something. Uh, a free program. Okay, good. So I believe um we have uh the good senator uh number three. On the St. Thomas, St. John, senatorial ballot, incumbent Senator Carla Joseph joining us here on the Candidate Speak. Uh, good morning, Senator Carla Joseph. How are you? Welcome to the Candidate Speak. A pleasant good morning to you, Senator James. A pleasant good morning to the people, our people of the Virgin Islands. It's such a pleasure to be here with you again on the Candidate Speaks. Without a doubt, and um, I got a co-host, Miss um, Sibley Brown. So um, both of y'all could greet each other. Um, Good morning, Senator. With the ladies running things here on the show this morning. Well, good morning, Miss Sibley Brown. You know what Beyonce says, right? Who runs the world? And I will. I want to put some. Just an icing on our cake we're building here, mm-hmm. and to remind our listening audience, talking about women, Margaret Thatcher once said, "In politics, when you want something said, you give it to a man. When you want it done, you give it to a woman." 
I don't have any complaint. I want snaps to that. I think you've introduced yourself well, Senator Joseph, to my listening audience. Your name, your number, and why you are seeking re-election to the 35th legislature. Thank you so much, Senator James. I appreciate the opportunity. Again, I am Carla Joseph, and I am seeking re-election to the legislature of the Virgin Islands uh, to continue the work that I have started uh, relative to uh, bringing a level of transparency, sincerity, and accountability. I have a track record. I voted uh, and supported the GRS Solvency Act, Act number 8540. I was part of the subcommittee for GRS and infrastructure. And I'm glad to report that we all worked as a team hard from the legislature to our governor um, to really bring forward a good plan to address the leak and the bleeding with GRS. We still have work to do. And so I would love to be able to be able to continue to do that work. I also uh, authored and was the primary sponsor of the Uniform Electronic Material Act, which allows us to have access to electronic materials. I also had on a mission none other than a mission to assure that when we have rezoning, uh, those rezoning is are not uh, going to adversely affect our residents, especially in densely populated area. Specifically, we have issues, and this is a phrase that is being touted now nationally, social determinants of health. I would submit is political and policymaking determinants of health, which is causing a lot of our health issues when we have uh, taverns and bars in heavily and densely population populated residential areas wherein our people cannot have any sleep everyone knows as human beings even the animals require sleep to rejuvenate and get up it's causing us a lot of anxiety our people and so i have uh, taken it uh, in the interim since we don't have a comprehensive land and water use plan as yet to make it my personal mission that when we're doing any rezoning uh, from residential to B2, B3, that uh, there is some restrictions that a bar and tavern cannot operate and cause our people to be uh, have further anxiety. I would let you, let you and the listening public know that we've had those issues i've had a number of complaints from residents uh that they have bars and taverns operating in their area and they can't sleep and there are a number of uh their patrons who come and litter and do all kind of stuff on our people's property these are people who have been living there before these uh, establishments uh, even occurred it's not that i'm trying to uh derail our economic progress? No. But let us find and put places where these bars could operate where it is not disturbing the peace of our residents. Now, uh, um, Senator Joseph, mm-hmm. I know, I know you, you, you're you in full flight as it relates uh, to the policy initiatives, but um, if you will reintroduce yourself to the public, there, there might be those who are listening to you for the first time today. Tell us a little bit about your background and then we have more than enough time to, to knock out the policies, issues that you were definitely prepared for this morning. Who is Carla well, Joseph? 
this this is Carla Joseph. Let me just tell you a little bit about myself. I come from very humble beginnings. Grew up in Bovoni housing community uh, for 26 years, a public housing, and then I lived uh, for 12 years in Aswa Harris Court as well. I have a earned my high school diploma uh, from Ivana Eudora Ken High School. I was part of a student government that marched to get our gym built. And we successfully did that and marched. And we who stayed in the Virgin Islands and abroad kept the fire burning until the gym was built. It's named after my classmate, Digna Wheatley. Uh, also, so I've been advocating and been an advocate for a very long time. I'm also, I've earned a bachelor's degree in humans, humanities a wonderful uh, major, and I'm a certified public manager. I've worked as a public servant in many areas, but most recently I was the director for the Jobs TANF program, providing opportunities for uh, underserved people and, and assisting them in getting a job uh, while and weaning them off of TANF. As you know, uh, TANF is now what would, would have been called in the past the welfare system. And next, I grew up, of course, um, in a single parent household. My mother was part of the working poor and she stressed to us the importance of education. I've worked uh, for 10 consecutive years in the legislature uh, for Democrats, and I'm running under the Democratic ticket, of course. Uh, that's my patronage and my loyalty as my core uh, to our party. I worked for Senator Arturo Watlington Jr. from the St. Thomas, St. John District, uh, Senator Carol M. Burke from the St. Croix District, and finally uh, with George E. Goodwin from the St. Thomas St. John District, and I was his chief of staff. I manage federal programs as part of my acumen. I manage them well enough that we don't send uh, any of the money back. I have a team who was assembled, but it was a tireless job. Uh, but I was very much energized because we were providing services for our underserved again. And this on, 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 and the underserved included young people who needed a second chance at education, those who were adjudicated, that means they were touched by the judicial system, uh, those who were dropouts, and we provided them, and the program name was Youth Build, and it operated territorially. We provided them with a second chance to earn their high school diploma, as well as industry-recognized certification in construction, and we placed them in job. I will report today uh, that we have served over hundreds, hundreds of young people, and they are doing well. Let me, let me, I, let me, let me stop you right there because we we'll take a break. We come back. Um, we got um, Senator Carla Joseph, number three, on the St. Thomas St. John senatorial ballot, joining us here on the Candidate Speak here on Analysis. When I, when we return, I'll yield to Ms. Summer Sibley Brown to run things in that middle segment. Be back right after this. El sistema de elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación. 
puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio. Usted puede servir como monitor. También tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente. Si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir, hay un lugar para ti. Solo inscríbete. Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021. Y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer. And that's why I say, and you think I'm being evasive, I'm not. Let's all get vaccinated and you'll know it when you see it. Dr. Anthony Fauci on setting the goal for ending the pandemic. Last question, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. You're wearing me down, though, Magna. <laughs> <laughs> not, not intended here. I'm Magna Chakrabarty. On Point is journalism that cuts through the noise. Weekdays at 10 a.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. And we're back here on Analyze This, the candidate speak, and today's candidate in our number two is the one and only Carla Joseph, Senator Carla Joseph from the District of St. Thomas and St. John. My question to start this wrong, and then after that, Ms. Brown will take over. What's the difference between campaigning in 2022 as opposed to how it was in 2020? Well, in 2020... Uh, we didn't have a lot of in-person forums. Uh, you weren't able to go out as much. And, you know, you have to wear your mask. That's the most That's the most riveting difference. Uh, now you have the option of whether you want to or you need to wear the mask. It's, there's a level of freedom, and that's why I'm asking them, everybody to continue to vote number three, Carla Joseph, so we can continue to be free and have those choices uh, to wear your mask. And so it's, it's a difference um, that I appreciate. I, I'm a people's person. I like to do things in person. I, I really feed on the energy of our people and like to hear uh, what they have to say and their ideas. And so that's very encouraging for me to be able to talk to them and look in their eyes and hear them and also to be able to touch our people and say hi and shake their hands and not have to have the, those issues of uncertainty whether I am going to contract uh, the virus or they're going to contract the virus. So is that and to begin back to a level of normalcy, even though we still have to be a bit cautious. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay, Senator Joseph, talking about normalcy, right? We have been in a protracted recovery, not just from hurricanes, but also COVID. So where do you feel we are in the recovery? Um, and 
in terms of let's start with disaster recovery where do you feel we are in the disaster recovery um how does that sit with you and in your role as a senator um who has oversight over some of this um tell us what you experienced this year and where you intend should you be reelected, to kind of use your your seat to drive forward progress well uh, our recovery of course is going to depend on all of us it's all hands on deck and all of us need to be part of the recovery, not pulling apart each other, but definitely pulling together each other so that we as a Virgin Islands could emerge from both the uh, the hurricane and the pandemic as a solid piece of uh, territory. The pan- We have had setbacks. Undoubtedly, it, it has to be stated because it's evident. However, I have every confidence that we will be able to make things move forward more quickly once we're elected. Uh, We need to get people in place who can do the work and more importantly, who are willing to do the work. You can't work a job and people are depending on you and five o'clock come and you have things that are undone and you are not meeting your deadlines. You have to meet your deadlines. And that's one of the issues that we have. People, we are not meeting the deadlines uh, uh, because people may not want to go the the extra mile. And then two, uh, we don't have sufficient manpower who are trained, but we we can train them. And I'm so. I, I will stand fast and say our people are very intelligent and can receive that preparation. I mean, I train hundreds of young people and I said it, they're doing well. And these are young people who was dismissed from school. Uh, you had a uh, complex was dismissing students left and right. This was in the, in the 1990s and early 2000s. And we were able to change the trajectory of those young people. So our people are smart and we were high. Youth Bill was a high performance program for those young people who were dismissed from high school. So we can do that. But we have to have the plan in place. You have to put the right people in place. And those persons, you have to hold them accountable. I'm accountable for my track record as a federal grants manager, uh, never sending a penny back. And I don't have any findings. It took hours. Hours, I tell you, sometimes I have to sacrifice the time with my family. And I'm a single mother caring for my mother who is, is disabled. And so... You have to put it in because our people deserve nothing less. So nothing so, less. So this going to serve a little bit just so I, I pre-warning you or not warning. It's a rapid fire, right? So as you took us into what I heard you say is that there were setbacks in the recovery, but you feel like working together, we're going to we're, we're going to we're going to get this done. Right. Um, but you brought up education, you brought up workforce development. Yes. Where where do you see your role, specifically as a senator, in being able to support programs like Youth youth Bill, um, get those workforce development programs moving if you have already or you see that as something in the future, and then tell me your take on education. Okay. Well, first of all... Um Youth bill can come back. Uh, we just need to apply and find some really good people to manage it. Second, I'm, I'm in conversation with a young lady in St. Thomas to do that. But you have to provide them with funding. I provided funding for, um, and I'm not a member of the committee, I finance consistently for the Boys and Girls Club. They provide those kind of services. Uh, workforce development, 
workforce development is under labor. They are doing the best they can. And plus you have a $10 million contract to IFC. So my job is to assure that and whole IFC and uh, housing finance authority and labor, their feet to the fire to assure that they are doing everything that they possibly can to to meet the outcomes of the contracts and if that contractor is not doing the work and not uh, producing uh, to hold again those individuals uh, those departments accountable to terminate those contracts because that's what you have to do sometimes you have to cut your losses so those are some of the things that we can do now education we have a new uh, person in education, uh, Dr. Wells Hendrickson, Dion, uh, Dr. Dion Wells Hendrickson. I know her. She graduated uh, from Ivana Udurkin High School in 89 and I'm 88. I suspect that and I am confident that she's going to do a great job once she has assembled her team. Uh, They are energized. She's been there for a very long time. But it does take some time with federal grants. I ain't going to answer to you. I ain't answering to the people. It, because you have to work with your partners. They have to review your documents. Everything has to be on its top shelf. They have a standard. All your I's have to be dotted and your T's. It takes time and it takes work. But when you have a, a contractor who is not doing the work, you have to be able to cut them off and say, we got to start, we got to continue this and do something else. I I look at, um, just going back with my grants management background, we have to look at forming public-private partnerships to get this uh, recovery uh, rolling quickly and leverage all of our federal funds to do that with public-private projects. That was something I would add into the mix of what we can do going forward. Public-private partnerships, right? So let's talk about economic development, right? Um, What is your take on what is critical for the next step of our economic development um, to include leveraging, because you use the word leverage, leveraging those federal um, those federal recovery dollars to, to move us forward. What what do you see as a policymaker you could do to support that? Well, we could start with gener- uh, looking at economic development and making it more palatable and easier for our small businesses to get into the market, especially those construction contractors who need bonding. And we're working on that to see how we can uh, best do it and to assure that we aren't uh, watering down uh, the requirements, but providing opportunities for us uh, to provide to give small businesses uh, a chance. We have some funding, of course, uh, that is geared to small businesses and to give them loans, microloans and the like. So that that will continue. Uh, And relative to uh, public using the leverage that we have, when we are leveraging our funding, we need to make sure that the individuals, the companies that we are leveraging are credible and that they are going to hire our people in management positions as well as middle management and entry level so that our people are learning. That is also part of the workforce development and the like. So those are some of the key areas. And for economic development, I want to say this on the record. Uh, I work with disadvantaged young people, and most of them uh, used marijuana as a recreational um, support, a drug, um, as its label. 
However, the legalization of marijuana is coming. It's coming. We already have it legalized as for medicinal purposes. We are need, We will need to, of course, when it does become legalized, put in those rules and regulations to assure that some of the social issues that we face uh, with the legalizations, uh, legalization of marijuana and similar to when we legalize, when uh, uh, rum and liquor and alcohol was uh, legalized that we put in those ish, those uh, rules and regulations and laws that would manage it and so that we aren't as a people suffering from persons who are overdoing and abusing the use of it. So those things uh, I think would help. Also, I would like to add a final piece into the economic uh, component. And I had spoke, I've spoken to Commissioner Joseph Boschelti offline and he said it's coming, Carla, but we just need to work closely on it. And that is using, adding another piece into our tourism market, which would be adventure sports. Adventure sports takes off, it's, it's, it's a million dollar uh, industry in itself. Uh, New Zealand, they do a lot of it in New Zealand where you have bungee jumping, uh, you have parachuting. Uh, we haven't taken advantage of our utilizing our keys as a uh, a destination for recreational adventure sports and so that's something i would like to do we should be able to utilize every aspect of our virgin islands in a responsible manner to definitely increase what our offerings are to our visitors. Remember, part of our march is we hold out a welcome to one and all. So let them have that opportunity to visit the Keys. Let them have that opportunity to visit uh, and enjoy our Virgin Islands to the fullest. Because we know once we have more people who are staying on island, that increases our economic growth. So, Senator Joseph, you talked about small business in, in the economic development and um, the invitation to make economic development more business friendly or easier. Right. But one of the things that I think any small business might that finds vexing to, is the word is our energy, you know, the cost of energy. Um, and so talk to us a little bit about WAPA and um, what you see is the future of our energy to kind of neutralize that to keep small business functioning. And you're so correct. You're asking some very great question, Miss Sibley Brown. I <laughs> expected nothing less from a woman. Now, if you don't know, let me just let you know, WAPA is scheduled to be on the Committee on Government Operations and Consumer Protection meeting tomorrow. We had to subpoena them. I've been trying to get them back uh, to us, and they have been avoiding all my letters coming with all kind of excuses. So the committee um, in our last meeting voted to subpoena them. And I tell you, even getting them subpoena, it was a challenge because the, uh, the executive director is not going to be in person. Uh, he's going to be uh, virtual. But I don't mind because I don't want to delay this anymore. I'm a person. I like to get things done. So I said, okay, if that's what... We what is going to happen? Let's make it happen. But their other, his other subordinates, his directives, they need to be in person. So WAPA, let's talk about the renewable energy. 
Uh, and just to let you know, I'm a past president of the Environmental Association of St. Thomas and St. John, as well as a past officer in the Virgin Islands Conservation Society. So we have been preaching about renewable energy for over 20 years. Um, Definitely, we want to look at solar. We have the solar farms here in St. Thomas. Guess what they don't have? They don't have no backup batteries there to store all of the energy. That's another issue because how are you having solar farms and you don't have any way to store the energy collected naturally from the sun? So that's our planning. I don't know where we'd have misstep, uh, but that's one of the things that we really need to move forward on and fix. The other issue that we need to look at is utilizing wind as a viable source. It doesn't uh, have a, a large footprint as a solar panel it is as small a, a footprint and it produces uh, more energy than the solar form could uh, collect so that's those are the two and then third one I would like to add in it and I've been in contact with a company we have a meeting set up with uh, Mr. Roger Merrick from Waste Management Authority because as you know the Landfills in both island districts are under federal consent decree. We are in violation of EPA. And I believe the Anguilla landfill needs to be moved because of the FAA issue. So those are things. So this company I was in contact with, uh, and they came to me. Um, and it's, it's a weird thing. But anyhow, uh, they can transform transfer the waste, the solid waste, our landfill waste into energy. Those, these, these three are viable because they have been tested. We want to assure that any type of renewables that we put in to our system here, we don't want to be no testing ground for nothing, okay? Because we don't have uh, the mass and we don't have the money to be a testing ground. We want to be able to have systems, renewable system that have been uh, proven with data data driven that they can actually do the work and it was going to save us money at the at the tail end it's going to save our businesses from closing their doors it's going to reduce the cost of energy for our people and the businesses and keep the businesses operating which in fact would be a triple down effect for us if the businesses uh electrical bills are reduced, then we as consumers who uh, buy services and buy goods from these businesses, those uh, goods will be reduced too. You know, the cost of those goods will be reduced. So that those are the three renewable energy sources that I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Smith will be able and his uh, directives will be able to talk about tomorrow at our government operations committee hearing, which incidentally is going to be taking place on our big sister island, St. Croix. So I'm really looking forward to what they have to say. Well, well um, we appreciate that you're working right down to the hour, um, uh, not using uh, the need to campaign uh, as a justification for not holding high profile and important meetings like the meeting you're going to have tomorrow with the, WAP, with the Water and Power Authority. So we appreciate that. We'll take a break. Um, we've got um, Senator Carla Joseph, number three, on the St. Thomas senatorial ballot, joining us on the candidate speak here and analyze this this morning. We'll be back right after this break.
banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in high school sports. This message presented by the NFHS and the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper stickers and yard sign up, Polly. Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Because my daughter lives in Tutu, but walk all the way by the airport and would try to run back home before the sun goes down to vote. Nope. You're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on election day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option too. Skip the line out to get an election day. Girl, you have all the good tips this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign. Then pick any voting center. Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's, it's the, the right, right thing, thing to do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands. And we're back here to analyze this. The candidate speak, Senator Carla Joseph, is the candidate uh, being interviewed this morning. She is number three on the St. Thomas, St. John Senatorial ballot. Um, good morning once again, um, Senator, Senator Joseph. Question, what's the biggest difference between working for the legislator, legislature and being a legislator? Well, the biggest difference to me is that I am now in the spotlight. And before I was behind the scenes, uh, you are making you are the person individuals will come to uh, directly to hold accountable. Uh, so and passing bills and uh, voting on them, being at the table when you're having real heated debate about policies and laws uh, for our people. So those, I think those are the biggest difference to me that now you're in the spotlight. And I'm, I'm usually a person behind the scenes and what propelled me uh, to run for the legislature, even though I was asked to do it and people have been uh, very encouraging and encouraging me to do it from since 2002 was that it was time. Uh, I couldn't have done it in 2002. I was taking care of my mother and uh, I had my children. I'm a single parent, three girls. It was a lot. And I couldn't give our people that level of service at that time. I, I believe our people deserve the best. And I tried to bring my best 
game um, as their servant. So uh, that is the biggest challenge for me, a difference for me, uh, working now in the forefront. You are there at the table. You can make a difference with what you say and what you do. You're actions and so that is that's the the biggest difference that you are a, a deciding voice and a deciding uh person uh to make those decisions uh, what, what's the what's, what's the biggest biggest issue facing the island of saint john you you are a senator from the saint thomas saint john district it, um from a need standpoint based on on your due, the due diligence and 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 research um, what's the biggest issues facing the people of St. John? They they get they get tend to to be forgotten, and we try not to forget them here and analyze this. Beautiful, and I don't forget them either. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues is their electricity. We talked about that, uh, making sure they have consistent electricity. Uh, the roads are being fixed, so that's one issue that I know is uh, taking place. Also, just the, the cost of living in St. John and that the St. Johnians themselves are being squeezed out as landowners. They, they, they have, you know, they pay the highest taxes, property taxes. And, and that's an issue. What are we going to do? And we are working on looking at avenues to definitely address the property tax issue in St. John. They pay the most in property tax. You have families and generations of families that have owned property in St. John and they can't afford the property taxes because they have a lot of uh, buildings and structures and residential high-end structures that are in a close vicinity. So their property tax and the value of their property goes up and they are really hitting that's a major issue in saint in saint john being able to afford to live in saint john with the cost of living that high and having to pay property taxes that are really out of really out of whack to to me um because you have a lot of multi-million dollar homes being built in close vicinity to your home which you know is probably uh, not as valued as theirs, but it costs, it, it jumps up, it kicks so, up your property tax. So, Senator, Senator, you bring up a, a, a critical issue. I want to, in your introduction, you talked about the social determinants of health, right? And then you said you would like to coin that there are political determinants of health and well-being. And as you talk about, you know, our population potentially being squeezed out, um, parts of our population being squeezed out from where they reside and have resided ancestrally. That's not unique to the Virgin Islands, right? Hawaiians, Northern Marianas, anybody who lives in some place they call paradise, um, where we are subject to to those types of, um, I only said gentrification, but gentrification efforts. I'm going to be really direct. As we talk about land and water use planning, do you as a senator feel like the body that you serve has the political will um, to kind of, and the desire to match that, to match making sure that there is a space for Virgin Islanders in the Virgin Islands. I suspect at a core, all of us who are elected have that will. I suspect it, but we need to ensure we have the everything in place. That's getting, getting everything in place. And I'm going to just, say we have to get a tax study done so we could uh, assure that we aren't 
doing anything that is looking like discrimination or preference sometime, but you do have preferences and you can make those preferences if you have the documentation to build the case um, that you are seeing this because we have the data that backs it up. Once we start to build those cases uh, so that it isn't something that we are pulling out of the, the, the air, I believe that is how we can get it done. The data needs to be driving most of our policy decisions. That's well, that's really what the political thing is. We And it isn't just the policymakers who are elected. Every person in the Virgin Islands has a stake in this. What, what? We are all stakeholders. So we definitely need to pull together. But I, I do stand with a level of confidence that we have the the political hearts to do it. But we need to get the data. Now, that's that's the issue there and get this study done to show how we can get it done. And that what is being what is happening with our our people being squeezed out of uh, the market, the real estate market. If, if reelected, what's what's the hit the ground running? Um, issue for you come January 2023? Uh, I'm going to stay positive and say when I'm elected. Okay, I definitely, when I, I definitely will still continue to push for uh, the land and water use plan and like I said, the mission to assure that we are uh, providing responsible development. That's one of the main my mainstay, looking out for our young people, uh, providing the uh, the resources to our young people so that they could also, and education, so that they could do the job and holding them accountable. I also am focusing on assisted living laws. I do have some legislation that is pending and working on that and relative to housing, because of course, housing is critical. That's your home is where your heart is and everything happens and begins in your home and looking at a source of income uh, uh, discrimination bill that isn't going to squeeze persons out of their home. So that's to come to it. I'm working on those items. Uh, for me, I, I really am a hard worker. I love to work. I love to serve our people. They've given me so much uh, coming from a single parent household. My mother had a sixth grade education. I'm the first person to go to college. Uh, it stands to say that really in the United States of America and the Virgin Islands, uh, we, if you work hard, you can make a difference and people will see your hard works and reward you. I'm not saying that being a senator is a, a reward. No, our people have chosen me and chose me to work and represent them because they know I'm going to represent them with my heart. I'm going to give to them my heart and my soul because they have given me none, not, nothing less. And your, they are so deserving. Your name, your name and number as you close out your appearance here on the candidate speak. Once again, I'm asking the people of the Virgin Islands to give me an opportunity to continue to work. I'm humbly asking for your vote. I'm Carla Joseph, number three on the ballot for transparency, accountability, and sincerity. Vote number three, Carla Joseph. Still the voice we need, the change we deserve. Thank you so much, Neville, and Miss Sibylle Brown. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much for finally calling me by my first name, man. I've been waiting for you. you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> well, Senator I, James said that you, I like the first name basis, so Neville is good. I know you do. That's yeah. why I strategically saved it. <laughs> 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 
Um, thank you very much for joining us on the Candidate Speak. Um, Senator Carla Joseph, number three on the St. Thomas, St. John Senatorial ballot in the 2022 general election and uh, continued success going forward. Thank you so kindly, Neville. And thank you so much, Ms. Sibley Brown. Your questions were on point. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you. And thank you to the people of the Virgin Islands. Have a blessed day. You, you got it. That's how I'm saying. I call her Joseph. She's number three on the ballot. So, Summer Sibley Brown, the star that she is, you know what I'm saying? The incomparable, you know, redoubtable, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, Let me ask call her Joseph. Check. Yes. Marvin Bladen, number four. Colleges, number three. Check. Marvin Bladen, number four. Check. Um, Don Henry, number five. Check. Joel. Ray Fonseca, number six. Check. Number Joel seven. S. No, no, no. We got, we got numerically. We're getting down. Lawrence Pasholti, seven. We haven't spoken to him yet. Alma Francis Heiliger, number eight. We haven't spoken to Santa Francis Heiliger. We haven't spoken to her yet. Number nine, Joel S. Brown Connor. Check. Uh, number 10, Milton Potter. That's the Yankee way of pronouncing it, right? Milton, right? Milton. Milton Potter, right? Not Milton, Milton, right? Uh, check, number 10, the Notorious Donna Fred Gregory, DFG. She joins us tomorrow at 9 o'clock hour. So, hoping to check that off. Senator Dwayne DeGraff, check. And Ms. Margaret Price, number 13. So, we have one, two, three, four more senatorial candidates from the St. Thomas, St. John District. Okay. And um, it's going to be three after tomorrow um, with uh, Donna Gregory, so we're good with that. On the St. Croix side, Patricia James, we have spoken to her, number three. We have not spoken to number four, Tyron Molyneux. We have spoken to number five, Genevieve Senna, Genevieve Whitaker. We haven't spoken to number six, Michael Springer, number seven, Monarch Wakefield, number eight, Shalima Edwards. We have spoken to number nine, Frankie Johnson, Franklin Johnson, number 10, Devin Carrington on Friday. He, he, gave, a, he gave a great interview, by the way. Maybe you inspired him, um, you know, knowing that you weren't going to be here. He said, you know, I got to bring up my game so I could fill the void left from Summer Sibley Brown. You know what I'm saying? So he did good. Um, Marilyn T. Hodge, number 11. She hasn't uh, made an appearance yet. Today we spoke with Santa Carrion. We spoke with Santa Francis a couple of weeks ago. We haven't spoken with um, number 14, Norman Jean-Baptiste. We've spoken with number 15, Ophelia Nemi Williams-Jackson, number 16, Maurice James, number 17, Leonardo, that's, that's the first name, Leonardo Carrion. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't spoken with him yet, but we've spoken with number 18, 19, and 20, Senator Javon James, former Senator Diane Capehart, and Senator Kenny Gittins, and then we haven't spoken with um, Candidate Julian Rivera. So we're doing good, right? Okay. Thursday. we got um, like three weeks, right? Yeah, three weeks, three weeks. Um, if, we, if we shut it down on Friday the 4th, right, because you're going to be holding things down for two weeks. And uh, beginning on Monday, so you know what I'm saying, run things like I know you can run things, right? And uh, we got we got the defending champs coming in on Thursday, right? The governor, lieutenant governor, right? They come in on Thursday, the champs, right? Those are my fly on the wall moments. <laughs> I just get to be in the room, you get to sit here, and and, actually, and you actually send me questions. You know what I'm saying? So I like that, right? So I think we're doing good. Um, maybe we should just leave the delegate until the day before the election, since she run in free, right? Right, November the seventh. Right, we will set up the delegate to come on on that day because uh, you know um, she 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 ran away the competition. You know what I'm saying? So she gets she gets that. But I, I think we've done a good job. Um, I think the candidates feel comfortable coming on the candidate speak. Our thing is different. You know, we're not in the business of 
trying to embarrass anybody. We want we want to bring out the best in people. Yeah, no, uh, but you know what I what I really love is that I think you're a guest sense of the flavor, right? Because the questions are aligned, but they're also quite nuanced. Because um, that's the word of the day. Yes, I love it. I love um, in terms yeah. of like we're actually talking to the candidate, right? Like we're going across, you know, these broad areas, but we're in a conversation, and it changes um, whether you are aspirant or incumbent. It changes whether you are a freshman senator or you know you have some seniority. It changes whether you've served in a leadership position in the body. And really having your breadth of knowledge, Neville, really, really, really expands the conversation because you you able to be diverse with it. You, you know, and then your memory, which is beautiful and sickening how he to remember everything, right? He'd be like, in in nineteen forty, even before I was born, <laughs> this happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, you know, um I I recognize early on in life that I, I tend to remember things, right? And uh, it works both ways, though. You know, there's certain things that you don't want to remember either, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you have bad experiences. But um, And that helped me on the legislature floor, you know, because uh, uh, one of the things I want to convey to the public is that it's easy to be outside the arena and think, I could do that until you get in there. It ain't, it ain't that easy, you know? And... Uh, um, so I, I want the senators to know that and candidates to know that, you know, I'm sensitive to that reality, you know, and uh, that's why I asked Senator um, Carrie Young, um, are you intimidated, you know, by being, you know, by being questioned by a, by a former senator, you know, it's the same thing I teased Kyle Fleming about early on and Gary Malloy. Because the chief of staff for the governor was once the energy office director, which is what Kyle Fleming is. And the governor used to be the commissioner of labor, which is why Gary Maloyas, so I teased him about that, you know. Can you care about my guy, somebody who... Because they've been in the position <laughs> yeah, and they understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, but I just want us, and Rocky says something, you know, you can't lead unless you want, unless you love the people. And I want to show them love. I have two questions. Tough love, but love none better. I have a question for you. So you, you, we talked about history. What role does the institutional memory of the body for the legislature, like what, not for an individual legislator, mm-hmm. but what, do, what does the role of that institutional memory critical for the body itself? Well, it allows for us to know, you know, what people tend to do under certain circumstances. I know we run out of time. And my boy, um, Danny, uh, let me know. So tomorrow, right, since you asked, you give me that homework. That's the topic of discussion tomorrow when you get here at 9 o'clock. Okay. Okay? Right. Institutional memory. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Senator Samuel Carrion, number 12, on the St. Croix ballot. And Senator Carla Joseph, number 3, on the St. Thomas ballot. Double dip today. Candidate speak. Be good. Be safe. Talk to you tomorrow. It's a beautiful day in paradise. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. I'm Attorney General Denise George. How much do you know about Virgin Islands laws? Injustices can happen anywhere and in situations where we least expect. I make it my mission to empower you with knowledge about our laws and the issues that affect our Virgin Islands community. Join me on Justice Matters, a new talk show that aims to inform you and engage you to be a part of the solution. Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Mom was always very organized. 
But my sister and I noticed she started to forget things. Telling my girls about my Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard. But mom's early detection gave us time to make a plan. My sister and I were there for mom and each other. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.